I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Next is now. This is that moment in the show where we try to project forward just a little bit, see what's uh, coming next as it uh, relates to a whole host of things. And today we're very pleased to be joined by our good friend Scott Rasmussen, independent pollster, dialing in from uh, the sunny state of Florida today. And uh, we're going to look forward and see what uh, I know it sounds early to be looking at uh, ballots, but uh, it's time to look at some ballots, Scott. (laughs) <laughs> well, it sure is. And i got to tell you, Boyd, I'm only looking ahead to 2022 in the midterm elections. I read some columns today talking about 2024. So, you know, <laughs> some people are looking way ahead. But, uh, you know, in the midterms, uh, it's way early to talk about specific races. Uh, but one of the things that uh, we pollsters do is we ask something called the generic ballot question, which basically says, would you vote for the Republican from your district or the Democrat? Uh, and last November, Democrats won the that vote by about eight points. Uh, right now, the numbers show 41% of registered voters nationwide would vote for a Democrat from their district. 40% would vote mm. for the Republican, so only a one-point gap. Uh, 6% said they'd vote for somebody else, and the rest just aren't sure. Wow, that's uh, that's really fascinating. And, and the thing that caught my eye in your latest polling, so obviously the country's fairly split. Nobody has really moved the needle one way or the other, other than the Republicans have sort of caught back up, I think, from uh, the 2020 uh, drama. Uh, but the thing that really interests me and what I'd love to get your take on, Scott, is the independence. So n- nobody's really winning that space. They're pretty evenly divided as well. Well, that's right. Uh, you know, one of the things that is t- is tough to talk about is who are independents. We know historically that when a Democrat is in the White House, um, over time, the number of people identifying as Democrats uh, begins to diminish and they become independents. And also along the way with a Democrat in the White House, the number of in- some independents become more Republican. Right now, we're in the early phases of that, and things are pretty evenly split, uh, which is perhaps bad news for the uh, for Team Biden. You know, this is a group that really helped put him over the top uh, last year, helped the Democrats hang on to control very narrowly in the House. Uh, but the, the, the number that I would be most worried about uh, from a Democratic perspective is the fact that despite all the drama with uh, Congresswoman Cheney, despite all the stuff we keep hearing about President Trump, former President Trump, uh, Republicans are growing more and more united. 
Um, a couple of weeks ago, last month, uh, only 85 percent of Republican voters say they vote for the Republican from their district. That's up to 91 percent. Same as with Democrats right now. So the unity uh, is certainly there. And some other polling suggests Republicans have a lot more enthusiasm at this early part of the race uh, than Democrats. Oh, fascinating. Uh, I want to pivot just a little bit to some of the uh, other areas that you've been polling on recently. We've been talking a lot today. There's been a debate on Utah's Capitol Hill uh, around critical race theory, and in particular, uh, when that becomes curriculum, uh, not just a theory, not just a lens to look at history, but when it actually becomes uh, curriculum like the 1619 Project, which you've written about extensively. Uh, but you also did some polling around this in terms of how voters view America in terms of a nation. Well, that's right. You know, one of the, and I've got some more data that will be coming out uh, this weekend on this topic. Uh, but we've asked people, basically, uh, is America a racist nation? Senator Tim Scott, of course, made the claim recently that it's not. Uh, right now, Americans are fairly evenly split. Forty-six percent say yes to that question. Uh, but, and here's here's the thing that we, we lose in the nuance of that question. Uh, what do you do about it? Among the people who say that America is racist, there's a small group, about half of them, about 20 percent of all voters, uh, say what we really need to do is acknowledge that the nation was founded on principles of racism and white supremacy, ditch those ideals and start over. Uh, so about one out of five voters nationwide hold that view. Uh, another group, roughly the same size, says, yes, America is a racist nation, and the best way forward is to do a better job living up to those founding ideals. Mm-hmm. And when you go to the other side of the coin, you've got people, just because they say America is not racist, uh, they're not uh, taking a Pollyannish view of our history. Uh, you've got 22% who say, there still is discrimination in America, but we are making progress. Another 22% who say it used to be a really big issue, but it is faded somewhat. So you've got about two out of three Americans saying somewhere along the ways of, yes, racism is still a reality. We are making some progress, but we need to, to uh, pursue America's founding ideals to address that problem. And that's uh, very consistent with something you and I talked about a month or two ago, that Two out of three Americans say America's founding ideals are worth fighting for. Yeah, and that, in fact, that's exactly where I was going to ask you next, Scott, is in, in terms of the solution to that uh, and and this idea that the best way to unite the nation, the best way to overcome prejudice or discrimination or, or injustice uh, is in our founding ideals. Right. And that's something people are, you know, generally comfortable with. They, they recognize that, uh, again, we're not perfect. We're not pure as a nation. We have made mistakes, some of them horrific. But the founding ideals were noble. The founding ideals are worth reaching for. Um, and, you know, we'll never get there completely because we are human after all. But the more we move towards those ideals, uh, the less problems we'll have in some of these other areas. Uh, so so vital, so important. Uh, great look at uh, what's happening and what's coming up next. Uh, Scott, uh, we know uh, there's a host of things, including big infrastructure bills, a lot of spending, uh, and a host of other issues that are right around the corner. Uh, we look forward to having you back real soon to, to break down where the country is on a lot of these big policy issues uh, that uh, seem to be the political issues of the day. We'll look forward to talking about that. Do have some 
some polling on the infrastructure issue and covering a lot more topics this weekend. All right. We will watch for that. Scott Rasmussen, uh, as always, joining us, giving us great perspective. Uh, He is someone who has his finger on the pulse of the nation, not just in terms of polling. And sometimes we look at polling in kind of a, a crass way. Uh, in terms of just numbers and political parties and wedge issues and winning elections. Uh, But so much of this is getting at the nuance of the nation. And I think that's the important thing for all of us to keep in mind, is that uh, even as Scott suggested, that even on things like race, on injustice, on prejudice, that the vast majority of Americans believe that, yes, those things exist in our country today. Yes, they have been part of their past. And and the best way to overcome them is to live up to our founding ideals. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. When we come back, Bill Duncan's going to join us for an interesting conversation from the Sutherland Institute. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.